So we've come to that part of the camping season where people in the north are a little sad, Patty, because... They're having to winterize their trailers. Yep. And so today we have invited in our friend who just also happens to be the editor, producer... Mr. Jim! ...of the podcast, Jim Kuzman. So Jim, welcome to Travels with Delaney, the podcast. Thank you. It feels weird to be on this side of things. I bet. It was about a little (laughs) over a year ago you were on the podcast, so this is your return visit. Yeah, it it took you that long to run through, like, qualified, legitimate guests (laughs) and come back here again. That's right. No, no. So, <laughs> wow. See, I'm off. No. I'm caught off guard because you know Jim, being the producer of the show, I yeah. feel I'm under a little pressure tonight. A little to perform. stress. Yeah, that's right. So, so for those of you that don't know, um, not only is Jim our friend and uh, edits all these podcasts for us, but he is an RVer himself. He so, is. Jim, how long have you actually been RVing? Uh, just about four years. So okay. relatively new, but long enough to. I've made a lot of mistakes, many of which involved winterization. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so do you winterize your RV then? We do. You do? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yep. And, and so that's kind of why we wanted to bring you in because Patty and I, we we do sometimes winterize. It's like but partial, isn't it? Yeah. We, like we're kind of weird. We're the weird people <laughs> in the north that we use our RV. We try to use it all 12 months. Yeah, we do. And so we will winterize if if we're absolutely forced to. Right, when that weather turns uber cold. Yeah. Yeah. But we haven't done like a, I mean, like a winterization to where we, you know, do all the steps and then put it away and forget about it. A long time. Yeah. Yeah. So that's why we thought we'd bring (laughs) you in because unfortunately you will be probably thinking about it sooner rather than later. Yeah. And this is the, this is the third, today's the third year anniversary. It's our Lance anniversary since we bought our uh, Lance 2285. And uh, we, we stored it home in the driveway, uh, but it's outdoors. Um, I do keep a small little space here, a little ceramic heater going all the time in there. So uh, really things don't really freeze inside because I don't want to bring like soap shampoos that you know i don't want to haul that stuff in over the winter time so it's you know it stays in the 40s most of the time at, at the very least um but i still winterize it sure mm-hmm. yeah and some people will go to the extent of not only just winterizing but you know like they'll actually unplug the trailer or maybe maybe they're having to store it someplace right. i, I right. always feel fortunate i don't know about you jim but i always feel fortunate now that we own a place where we're allowed to keep our rv right there at the house it used to yeah. not be that way we yeah, we keep ours at the house right mm-hmm. in the driveway. And I don't have full 30-amp service in yet. That's on the roadmap. Um, but I've got a 20-amp circuit. So, you know, I can leave it plugged in and run the space here, the fridge if I want to. And, mm-hmm. you know, and that way, you know, I, I always keep it plugged in. So we don't have to do anything with the batteries right. or anything like that. And you're not covering your RV or anything no. like that. Yeah. No, no. And, and we camp year-round too, um, you know, providing that the roads aren't, really icy or salty or you know we can get out of the driveway like year before last when had the big uh uh yeah last a year ago february yep. with that big snow that lasted mm-hmm. for like six months it seemed um, <laughs> there was so much snow in front of the camper and i had plowed the driveway and you know snow the driveway just kept getting narrower and narrower yeah and couldn't get, could even get it out or certainly wouldn't have gotten it back in but other than that you know, we don't let the cold stop us. Right. Uh, it's a four season camper. So we dewinterize, uh, fill the tank with water, hit the road. Everything stays fine while we're camping. And we dump and rewinterize 
before we leave the campground. And yeah. Yeah, I think a lot of people, when they hear winterization, they think it's a really big process. Right, complicated. Yeah, and we were kind of that way when we first started RVing, what, 18 years ago? Right. I mean, we were paying the local RV dealership to, to winterize. And after a couple of years of doing that, I, I started hearing how easy the process actually was and realized, like, oh, I could do this myself for mm-hmm. a fraction of yep. the cost. Yeah, it's two gallons for our camper. It's um, I allow for two gallons of antifreeze, which is what five or six dollars, yeah. and about fifteen minutes of time. Yep, super and so, simple. And it doesn't, you know. I used to think, well, great, I have this four season camper, we can go. But do I have to unwinterize the thing every time I want to use it? Do I have to rewinterize? And it sounded like this, like why would you bother with that just to go camping for a weekend? And with this camper in particular, and I know your your Lance is like this, it's just really easy. Very mm-hmm. simple, mm-hmm. yeah. And I will say, before we dive into some of this, some of you may be saying, what do you mean by winterization? And I think there's a couple ways you could look at winterization. I think there's like a complete winterization where it's not just worrying about your water systems, but mm-hmm. it's things like, you know, removing anything that might attract rodents and mm-hmm. um you know some people will put like dryer sheets down or they'll put uh mothballs under their rv some people will cover their rv well, we used to even take remember hun all of like the sheets and towels and stuff in the house yeah we just take everything out if we were going to yeah. shut it down mm-hmm. for the winter mm-hmm. but what we want to on this podcast is really we're going to focus when we talk about winterization we're really specifically going to talk about the water systems yep. right yeah because yep. again, both of us are using our RVs <laughs> at times throughout the winter, right? And yeah. so, and we use ours. I mean, I'll go out and take a nap, uh, go out <laughs> and read for some peace and quiet, put the TV on. So you know, we're out in it a couple of times a week, even if it's in the yep. driveway. Mm-hmm. So. Yep, I like to use it as uh, you know an office right. sometimes, and yeah. just go out there and work. So, yep. so when you're talking about water systems, we're we're talking really about your freshwater tank, your black tank and your gray or grays depending Mm -hmm. on your rv's configuration and all the lines that run between them and so the real concern is you know you've been using your rv all summer and so there is still going to be residual water in those lines right um, and in the water heater right yep and so once it starts the temperature starts dropping below 32 degrees then we have Mm -hmm. to worry about that water freezing now um, you know, I think a lot of people, Jim, will say, ah, the new trailers, they're made with pecs and pecs mm-hmm. is, you know, can expand to some ridiculous amount. Yeah. Um, but why, why is it that even if you have pecs on your trailer, we still can't allow there to be water in there and freeze? Right. The pecs isn't the concern because it will expand. It'll, it'll, you, that, that's not an issue. It's made to, to take a lot more pressure than you would ever put in, in the, you know, the course of normal use. Um, but what isn't made to take that are the little plastic fittings, like the little T's and the little connectors that connect the pecs, um, the fixtures, uh, like at the base of the toilet where the valve is or underneath the sink, um, or inside the fixtures. Well, like a lot of home fixtures, less so these days as things get cheaper and cheaper, but most of them are not metal inside. They're plastic inside. Right. So the little cartridge and the water passages and everything that, that are in the, the spigot and the tap are plastic and they're very very tiny and very brittle and if you get just a little bit of water in there that water expands when it freezes cracks the inside of the fixture or cracks the fitting yep. uh, you hope that it's somewhere if it does crack 
that you can get to it and replace it. And you can see the water coming out in the springtime. Um, But there are a lot of places where, you know, those couplers and fittings and and, uh, are behind walls under the floor. They can be in places where you can't see them. That's not where you want to leak. So it's that ice expanding inside those little plastic pieces that's that's really the issue. Yeah, so it's not the PEX that's going to get you, Patty. It's the plastic fittings. Man, this is out of my wheelhouse. <laughs> is it? <laughs> We're not talking well, shoes anymore. We actually had um, <laughs> we actually had an issue one time where um, somebody was supposed to have winterized that was not named Patrick yeah, or Patty. Yeah. Um, we won't get into who it was, but. Um, and when we got our trailer back yep. from service, yep. they had not winterized. Nope. And the reason I found that was we picked it up and we're headed to Florida for Christmas. And it only took like 30 seconds to fill the fresh water tank. And I'm like, hmm. Mm. And so I went inside mm-hmm. the trailer and I took like two steps. And all of a sudden I heard thud. And what it was is... I had put some water, obviously, into the fresh tank, and that had loosened up the block of ice that had frozen, and it had come to the surface. Now, once we were able to get the trailer heated up and thawed out all the lines, then we we were okay. Well, we had one one small issue. Um, There was a crack on a water valve um, that we found and was easy to replace, but we got very lucky. Yep. Um, and yep, yep. you know, so even, even the fresh tank handled that block of ice, you know, it expanded, but there was enough room for it apparently to expand up as opposed to mm-hmm. out. But, um, there was just enough water and I think it was near a mixing valve where again, it, it's always the plastic that gets yep. you the mixing valve yep. was, was brass, but the, but they had attached it with a plastic fitting and that's where it had cracked. And like I said, it was a place that we could easily see. It was a very small leak, and we were able to take the trip and and get by till we could get a new part. But I mean, even us, we've been doing this for eighteen yep. years. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, accidents happen. Yep, and they do things break. But we we they got do. pretty lucky. <laughs> and so let's talk about ways you could win a ride. Yep. Then, so mm-hmm. the goal is we've got to get the water out of the system. And mm-hmm. I guess the one thing we didn't mention was drain that hot water heater. Yeah. Start with the hot water heater and, and drain it because that's, I mean, most water heaters hold six gallons of, uh, of water and you could probably, I mean, that's, it's a metal tank in most cases. So it could probably take a little expansion, but you don't want that block of ice sitting no. in, in the in the water heater all year. So start by draining that. And I actually know somebody who one time thought their water heater had been bypassed mm-hmm. um, and drained, and it hadn't. And it actually had expanded over the winter, and they ended up with a cracked hot water yeah. tank. Um, yeah. So it can, mm-hmm. you know, now maybe maybe they were unlucky but you just don't even want to risk that so i wanted to mention that as we're we're talking about you know that's an area you do not want to forget about yeah start there and that means pulling the uh you know the drain plugs are always hard to get to right because like the you know the tube for the burner is always right in front of it you know it's (laughs) they're they're kind of a pain to get out and sometimes it's an extension on a socket and uh you know it depends on the water heater the the model and the the brand and all but yeah that's got to come out wouldn't you think somebody at the uh, water he- uh, heater company would 
say like, hey, maybe we ought to move this part so you could actually get to that part easily. Or or maybe they get a good chuckle watching us RVers try to remove the plugs. <laughs> That's probably it. So, <laughs> so but yeah, I take the drain plug out and then just open the uh, little pressure relief valve, you know, yeah. to kind of get some air flowing through there. And then just, you know, and if obviously if the heater's been running, let it cool down so you don't scald yourself. But um, open that up and um yeah that's where you start is is draining that and then once it's drained um i don't know if all rvs have this but a lot of them, most of them do they've got a bypass valve on them right and what the bypass valve does is disconnects the fill the water fill or the water pump from the rest of the lines so in essence you're not filling right the water heater with water or six gallons of antifreeze because there's no you don't need antifreeze in the water heater right um in some cases, you don't definitely don't want it in the water heater. Um, if you have an Alta system, you they, they recommend that you don't put antifreeze in the water heater. Um, so yeah, bypass valve. And if your RV doesn't have one, um, they sell kits. I think Camco makes it. Yeah, you, know, you could you just put a little tea in. There. I think most RVs today are you know they're coming pretty standard with things like the bypass valve, and I think most of them now are doing the right at the pump where you mm-hmm. can. Um, you know, just do a quick valve switch. And then as yep. opposed to the pump sucking from your fresh tank, there's a hose right there. You just stick that in your jug. Um, right. I know our years ago when we started doing our winterization, we didn't have that. So I would have to go buy five gallons. Yep. And really yeah. the only reason we didn't really need five gallons, you just needed that much to get in the fresh tank. So you yeah. could get that suction. Right. Um, right. And so it was just a waste of pink. And then you know, come spring, then you're really having to clean out right. that um, fresh tank. Mm-hmm. Yep. So that's I think why most of them have the siphon pickup yeah. on now. Or or if you have like the uh, the Nautilus system and you just do the little, yep. you know, it's like granimals for plumbing. You just point them all to the giraffe and <laughs> if you want to do this and, you know, it's, they make it super easy. It's so easy. A child could do it. And yet this summer I screwed it up. it up. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> because what I found with the Nautilus, this is our first Nautilus yes. system, um, is that you really have to make sure those valves are completely like yep. down or up. And I had one that wasn't all the way. And I don't remember what the issue was. And I, I think we, I think we thought the pump wasn't working. Well, but, it was really loud or something yeah. was going on. So I'm yeah. like, wow, so simple a child could do it. Yet, <laughs> yep. I, here we are. Here we are. So. <laughs> <laughs> well, now they're actually, so draining is always the first thing. Mm-hmm. Drain the water tank, yep. open what we call the low point valves. Mm-hmm. Uh, most RVs, they're fairly easy to spot. If you crawl under your trailer, you should see two, usually two, I think, mm-hmm. maybe three valves that you open up. Um, drain your fresh tank, but even by draining the system, that's not really going to get us to where we need to be. Right. 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 So we've still got water in there somewhere in places that, you know, it, where it's, yeah, just draining them is not going to get it all out. Um, so you've got two choices at that point. Um, you can either, uh, push compressed air in to force the water out. So you, you open up all the faucets, you open up the low point drains, and then uh, they sell a little fitting that goes on to the, like the freshwater, not the tank, freshwater tank fill, but like the municipal water fill. Right. Like if you were hooking a hose up at a full service site, uh, it'll screw onto there. And then it has the other end. We'll, we'll take um, a fitting from like a compressor. And I forget what the PSI is. You don't need much. No. And that forces all of the air out. And that's how commercial properties, golf courses in the northern climate, 
you know, winterize their sprinkler system because they're right. not putting thousands of gallons of antifreeze in there. They just want to get the water out of the sprinkler heads. And that's the goal here is just to get all the water out of the fixtures. And yep. even if a little, just a small amount is left, mm-hmm. you know, the fact that you've blown out the vast majority, right. you're going to be fine. Right. Um, so that's one mm-hmm. of the methods, which mm-hmm. I, I we have done before. Yeah, you're, I think, wasn't yeah. it our friend Mike showed you that when we yeah. were at another campground we yeah. stayed at? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I did that one year, and we didn't have any issues. Mm. I think I was nervous all winter. Right, right. You know, yeah. you, you get so used to one method. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And that when you try something new and you're thinking, what if I didn't get it all out? What if, you know? What and, if, yeah. yeah. So, I did it one time, but, it, you know, it involved, like, getting the compressor out of the garage, and then you got to find the extension cord, you plug yep. it in, and then you And it took longer, and the only difference was that I didn't have to spend, you know, the whatever the antifreeze is, 250 a gallon, maybe you right. know, depending on where you get it on sale. So you save a couple of bucks, but it would, I don't know. I found it less convenient actually than doing the, the RV antifreeze. Yeah. And the RV antifreeze to me is so simple anymore. Yeah. Yeah. Which is method number two. Mm-hmm. Yep. So in that one, uh, once you get the, the low point drains drained, you know, and your fresh tank emptied and, for me, I I also uh, sanitize the tanks once at the end of the year. I suppose okay. you don't have to, but I do, um, just to kind of start the year clean in the spring. Um, so once you get all that done, then it's your water heater is already bypassed yep. if you if you remember to do that, and uh, you'll know if you didn't because you start going through an awful lot of antifreeze <laughs> uh, before it comes out of the faucet. Uh, but then it's just a matter of um, hooking up the little siphon. Uh, dropping the siphon hose from the water pump and flipping the valve there. Uh, and again, if your camper doesn't have that, that's a real easy, it's a little T with a valve on it. Yep. And you can buy those kits aftermarket too for a few bucks. And I think Camco um, makes one actually. I think that's what, that's what I had yeah. to do with our tab 400. I actually bought the little kit. And- yes. And that stays permanently in the camper. Yep. That's the one and done. Yep. Um, and then you take the little siphon hose, you stick it down into the bottom of the jug of antifreeze and with the faucets closed, you turn on the water pump. And what that little valve is doing is instead of drawing water up from the intake on the fresh water tank, it's now siphoning from the jug of antifreeze. So you've removed the fresh water tank from the plumbing at this point. Yep. And you're, you're sucking the antifreeze out of the jug. And ours takes about probably half a gallon, three quarters of a gallon to fill and pressurize all the lines. And once the pump stops cycling, uh, when it's pressurized, then you start going around and opening up all of the hot and cold water lines one at a time. I start on the outside uh, so you don't forget. Uh, Start with the outdoor shower, outdoor kitchen, if you've got a kitchen outdoors. um, And you want to open the cold water side and the hot water side separately. So because they're being fed from different different sources and different pipes. So you open up the cold water and you wait until the antifreeze runs dark pink out of the tap, turn it off, switch to the hot side, do the same there. You'll see the water go from clear to a light pink to a dark pink. Once it's a nice dark pink, turn that off and you move to the next fixture. And you do that with the kitchen sink, the bathroom sink, the shower, the toilet. Don't forget the toilet. And once all that's done, you're pretty much done. Now you're probably going to have to switch jugs at some point because it's going to take more than a gallon. So once that first jug empties, be ready to switch to the second jug, turn the pump off, swap them out. And 
go and finish the rest of the fixtures and then turn the water pump off and take a little bit of the pink antifreeze that you've got left in the jug and kind of slowly pour it into each of the drains. And that helps fill the P-trap at the bottom and so that that doesn't freeze and you're done. Yeah. And one tip I will uh, throw in is if you, you know, you're over, let's say in the bathroom and your Mm -hmm. jug runs out and you Mm -hmm. lose prime on your pump, because antifreeze can um, be a little harder to get prime with than straight Mm -hmm. water. So real simple, take that hose and just pour a little of that antifreeze, you know, hold the hose up, Mm -hmm. pour a little in, then flip your pump back on and be ready to stick it in. That will push enough in. Um, I did a short on that about a year ago. That thing has thousands of views, and I've had so many comments from people saying, thank you so much. We couldn't get our water pump to pick up. And yeah. your little tip, um, and and it's you know it's most of the time you won't have an issue when it's when it's going from the fresh tank with just water. Usually you won't right. lose prime that way. It usually occurs when people are trying to winterize sure. and their jug runs out, and then there gets air in the line. Yeah, um, and you've got a higher lift from the jug over to the yeah. pump in some cases too, especially if you've got the jug off the floor. Um, so you've the yeah, pump now has to you know lift it as well. With so, our Lance, it was a 1985, right. a little bit smaller than yours, but not not a lot mm-hmm. smaller. Two gallons would do mm-hmm. us. Yes. It usually took yes. a gallon and a half, and I usually have a half a gallon roughly or a third of a gallon left, and that was plenty yep. for those traps. That's and, exactly what ours takes, and that's and why I'm I'm kind of like you, Jim. We we will winterize, dewinterize multiple times yep. during yeah. the winter. Yep. Um, because it's just so simple to do. And if you don't count like draining the water heater, because you, you know, you have to, it takes a couple of minutes for that to empty. But once that's empty, it's like 10 minutes. It's, yeah. Oh, it doesn't take any time at all. No. And depending on how you winter camp, mm-hmm. and I guess that's a whole separate episode. <laughs> yeah. But you, you may not, I mean, we went winter camping before where we don't even de winterize. Nope. Um, no. We, you can still use your toilet. We just bring mm-hmm. jug water to flush yeah. with. Yeah. And but your water system is still intact, and you know when you go to those uh, posh campgrounds like yes, Evergreen yes. over in Ohio that have <laughs> yeah. you know their, posh. their bathrooms are nicer than the one in our house. Bougie. It's bougie. Now That's you right. call it bougie. So, yeah. but yeah. even if you want to use your shower, it, it's just not that hard to no. winterize. And mm-hmm. and again, it, like you said, Jim, you're talking maybe five six dollars for a couple of jugs. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, the bigger the RV, obviously, it might take a little more. Sure. Right. Right. Because you've I'll got be curi- well, curious yeah. what this one does. Yeah, we, we haven't winterized nope. the alliance yet. So it'll be interesting to see will two jugs still do it or will we have to I know it would not take more than a third jug. Mm-hmm. It's not that big of a fifth wheel. But somebody, you know, if somebody has like a forty one foot fifth wheel like Bobby and April, our friends from Travels Abound, I'm guessing that R V just because of the sheer length mm-hmm. You've it, got a lot more lines to fill. A lot fill. more lines to fill, yeah. 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 So that could yeah. vary. Right. Um, yeah, but as long as I mean, you can go out, you can keep it winterized, and if you've you've, you've gone to a place where you know you they keep a, a shower house and facilities oh, open yeah. all year, then as long as you're okay using those and not showering and using water in your camper, um, yeah, just keep it winterized. Really, the mm-hmm. only reason to dewinterize is if you have heated tanks and mm-hmm. um, you know you want to use your fresh water, right? Mm-hmm. So yeah, so it's super simple yeah. and. Um, yes. You know, I think it's one of those things where uh, I around here, I believe dealers are charging about ninety dollars, eighty, ninety dollars yeah. to winterize. And uh, when you think about the fact that 
five, six dollars for the antifreeze. Say you got to get three, mm-hmm. 10 bucks. And he is just, I think it's a good idea. Make a checklist so that the first time you do it, because it seems like the one that everybody, if you're going to forget to do something, it's going to be that outdoor shower mm-hmm. or outdoor yes. kitchen. Yep. Like yep. you get so focused inside on the bathroom, the toilet. <laughs> And then you forget that, oh, yeah, there's running water outside that we, yeah. we're going to have to win. And RVs this. are plumbed in funny ways. The, the the plumbing, you know, between like the pump and the water heater and the shower and everything, you know, you can, uh, I think in Lance's case, I think they'll actually send you like a schematic of the plumbing if you if you ask them to, sure. if you write and ask them. Um, but really, you don't know what's going on under there. And things are not necessarily in the order you think they are. And so you'll forget to do the outdoor shower and all of a sudden, you know, your shower's working fine in the bathroom, but you can't get water at the kitchen sink. Right. Um, you know, that happened to us um, the first year that we camped with the Lance at Evergreen and it was the outdoor shower. And it wasn't that I forgot to um, winterize it, uh, but we had dewinterized and that little plastic box was in an uninsulated cabinet and just having it in, you know, just having those lines cold enough, even though there was no water running through the shower, just having those lines cold enough was enough to freeze the cold water going to the bathroom sink. And just kind of backs up into the trailer. Yeah. 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 Um, Have you ever used vodka as opposed to (laughs) pink fluid? I've used vodka after making mistakes <laughs> okay but not for actualizing but not yeah. actually okay. no uh because i don't think you save any money i don't think yeah. you do i mean i know kirkland's yeah. vodka is pretty good and it's it's well priced but yeah i don't know but and the reason i bring that up is patty remembers oh i know uh, mandy lee yes. um and kendrick uh mm-hmm. had, talking had, about and i don't know if they this. still do it but mm-hmm. they used to winterize their tab, tab. with mm-hmm. vodka mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And um, and then their theory was when they dewinterized, they, they had, had a nice beverage. Yeah. Yeah. Uh-huh. Right. <laughs> you just open the tap and you've got a yeah, uh-huh, right there. there. We, we definitely are not recommending you use vodka to winterize no, your army, no, though, no, so. no. But you mentioned the uh, the tab and a question that um, – because, you know, if you follow the forums and the Facebook groups and everything for the campers, this time of year, every, the whole, everybody's asking about winterization. And the, the same questions kind of come up because people are doing this for the first time every year, right? It's, it's, it's new for somebody. Yep. And with the, the tabs have the Alta system, which is a single boiler that makes your domestic hot water and also heats a loop of glycol that circulates through radiators. And that's, it's a, it's a radiant heat. And people will off, often ask, well, if I winterize the system, can I still use my heater? And the answer is yes. It's, it's a separate, it's a separate circuit. So right. yeah, if you've got a tab or you've got a camper that has the, uh, the Aldi system, uh, the answer is yes. You, you do, they don't still they don't, run your heater. Yeah. You can still run your yep. heater. They're, they're separate systems. Yep. All yep. right. Well, this has been really informative. Hopefully this mm-hmm. helps some of you out. If you're thinking about winterizing your RV and wondering what it might be like now, we're not experts on this. We're just no. sharing our thoughts <laughs> on what uh, we do and what Jim does. Um, but yeah, any final thoughts, Jim? You want to? I would say don't be. It sounds intimidating because it's plumbing, right? And everybody says, "Oh, things are going to go wrong here." You know, the faucet is going to blow off the sink in the spring, and the tank will fall off. The yeah, things can go wrong if you get it wrong. But 
it's really not that hard to do. So I would say if you're even marginally handy and you follow the steps and every manufacturer has this outlined, you know, in, in the manual and there's plenty of YouTube videos and plenty of websites uh, that will help you do this. Watch some of those, do a little research, but it is not as hard as people think. And I would not be intimidated by the process. It sounds worse than it is, but it's very simple. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. Well, this is usually the point, Patty, in the uh, show where we say we need to send a big thank Thank you you to our friend and producer, (laughs) but he's already here. So we say thank you anyway, Jim. You're very welcome. It's my pleasure. You have to make yourself sound good this week. And so, now I, I now I'm very sympathetic to the. Can you make us look good? Because this is yeah. This, see, yeah, I got to start that. I got that's a keep project. Got to start at home. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, we really appreciate you taking time out of your day to come and, and kind of talk everybody through this process. And yeah. I've learned a lot. Uh, you have. Good. I have. Maybe I'll put you in charge of winterizing the. You're audience. ready for the alliance, Ben? I don't think so, Tim. <laughs> <laughs> I'll stick with the shoes. <laughs> All right. Well, thank you so much to everyone. If you've made it this far on the podcast, if you get a chance and you can hop online, wherever you're listening to this podcast, if you can rate it and drop a comment, Absolutely. And it really helps us with those podcast platforms. Yes, it does. And until next time, everybody, we'll see ya. Bye. Bye. Travels with Lady. We'll see you on down the road.